1: of the Presbyterian Church of Ghana Madam Ernestina Santuai Kwabna Jemfi Sampong Ofuriata Ado, Stephen Owusu Kwachi Ellen Abna Boatema Keteku The District Minister and the entire congregation Presbyterian Church of Ghana Kaneshi District wish to announce the death burial and final funeral rites of the dearly beloved Mrs. Catherine Ahinkra-Osei near Sampong, She was 93. Funeral arrangements are as follows. There will be no week. Burial and memorial service, Friday 19 January 2024 at Presbyterian Church of Ghana, Kaneshi District, 7.30 a.m interment will be private thanksgiving service sunday 21st january 2024 at 9 30 a.m at the presbyterian church of ghana Kaneshi district Atta. friday black and white sunday white children stanley ahinkra osei deceased mrs sylvia obo bia bediakon mrs margaret techi Maika; kenneth ahinkra osei Mary Jean Sampoma Osei, deceased, and Richard Ahinkra Osei. Grandchildren, nine. Great-grandchildren, five. All friends and sympathisers are cordially invited. The family of Mr. Robert Winston Isiedu, a former headmaster of Achimota School and former director of education at the Ghana Education Service, regret to announce the sad event of his death On Wednesday, the 3rd of January, 2024, he was 89. The one-week commemoration will take place on Saturday, the 3rd of February, 2024, at his residence at New Achimota, Mile 7. Funeral and related arrangements will be announced in due course. End of the announcements.
0: Super Hits Radio, radio. JOY 99.7. One two times. Welcome to AFCON today. It's here on JOY News, on JOY Prime, and on JOY 99.7 FM. My name is Nathaniel Atto, and as always, there's expert analysis here on the show, and we're helping you in the biggest possible way to look ahead to all of these games, which will be played later on today. And of course, we will be looking at some very key numbers. We'll be looking at some... Uh, technical areas of the game which you may not bring your mind to, especially because of the nerves, especially because of the fanatism and the extreme passion with which you're following each game for various reasons. So we're gonna be doing this over the next hour and as usual, uh, here with me in the studio are Fento Tahiru Fento and the man Victor Achu Tamaklo. And of course, later on, the man who's got the statistics and the numbers will be coming in to do some calculations and we'll be bringing our minds once again to a few things that will be very, very necessary, especially when it comes to Ghana versus Egypt. Yesterday, we saw the best performing African side at the FIFA World Cup started off on a good note uh, by winning. Of course, we also saw that game between Zambia and dr Congo, where there was a stalemate, and we'll be going into those in terms of analysis as well. But... What is your expectation? I'm glad that uh, you bring in some comments. We'll be getting on our social media handles and we'll be gauging some of your thoughts as well because today there are varied thoughts around this game. Ahead of time as well, let's say a very big thank you to 1957 by KOD for helping all of us here uh, to accentuate our patriotism and uh, love for the national team. So 1957 by KOD, uh, putting together these nice uh, you know, Ghana edition jerseys for us as we look ahead to it. 1957 by KOD is on Instagram and Facebook. All right, guys, let's get down to the business now, shall we? And um, let's just hurry up with, you know, what happened yesterday so we can get down to the business. Actually, good to see you. Uh, Fento, good to have you back. Yes, yes, yes. Looking all that far. (laughs)
2: Thanks to uh, 1957. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By KOD. These are lovely outfits. (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And
2: hopefully this star will shine tonight.
0: We we do pray so. You know, uh, actually, we've been talking about predictions and all of that and how, you know, how some of them have worked and how some of them have not exactly worked. At this time, what's
3: running through your mind? You get worried about these predictions when you know your team is no good. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the only reason Ghanaians <laughs> are just worried. So when we hear this prediction, we're looking for someone who gave the alternative, who whose prediction makes us a bit more optimistic and increases our chances of winning. The reality is this. We know our team is no good. That's
2: why we're bothered. They said predictions are ways of... We look, we, predictions are ways that we look to reinforce our own beliefs. So you have a hope, you yes. have a belief, but you want somebody to tell you, somebody in the spreadsheet to, to
0: validate. tell you that it will happen, and then you say, mm, it's true, I believe it. Well, uh, there's the other bit of all of this where it just looks like, like we're, we're bothering ourselves a little too much. We, we did the same thing, and we, we were not psyched well enough to play against uruguay at the world cup we lost the uruguay game it was a very unnecessary loss and we rather won uh, the toughest one which was against korea i keep Uh, saying against Korea.
3: yeah um i think you could look at that and also for example the later stories that we had about andre's family issues and how he was thrust into the deep when he was going through all of that and it came across as though he was not prepared and or more importantly those whose job it was to prepare him psychologically and the team because Uruguay is always going to be an emotional affair. We can be emotional, right? We, the fans and journalists, and everyone can be emotional. They cannot. They have to detach themselves from that situation or the sense of occasion. But it is someone's job to do that. Unfortunately, they couldn't. We're hoping that today. We get that right.
0: Well, earlier today, while we're getting ready for the show, my colleagues in the uh, production department, specifically the makeup studio, were asking me whether we've beaten Egypt before. Well, I'd love to throw back to Senegal 1992 when Tony was struck that ball. It's still very, uh, you know, very clear in my mind. I do remember that night. And also, I'd want to remember our qualification series for one of our appearances at the FIFA World Cup where we ensured a 6 1 drubbing of the Pharaohs in Kumasi at the Yara Stadium. You know what? We've lived good days before. I just pray <laughs> that we can, you know, <laughs> replicate that. Let's get back to the business of, of, of last night. Now, uh, Morocco have also made a major statement, just like Senegal did uh, in their opening game. 3-0 expected, wasn't it? But for the first... 20 minutes of the game, yeah. Tanzania looked like they had the, the capacity to hold the Egyptians.
2: You heard the phrase, King kin, <laughs> 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 uh, They just did some small <laughs> skirmishes. But it was never a competition. Mm. Um, the level, even the level at which the players for both teams play, it wasn't even close. You, you're not going to believe it. Uh, Tanzania actually filled that a player from the fifth tier yeah. of English football, and he didn't last 45 minutes. He had to be substituted. It just tells you how poor uh, the Tanzanians were. And um, I think the result actually kind of flatters Tanzania a little bit. Apart from even because they didn't defend so well. The goalkeeper did his best. But, you know, not around to clear.
0: Similar to what we uh, conceded, you know, in that game, that, that first game, the, the, the first goal. Exactly. So, yeah. you know, dealing with before he pieces, punched it out, and yeah. on the rebound, it was in.
2: And they conceded from two set pieces. You mm. know, uh, this one punched uh, basically a gift, and then the second one that Roman Saeed scored yeah. also mm-hmm. from a free kick that was wrongly done. And then you look at this—a rush of blood, inexperience, and what have you. But you know what? Interestingly, they had six players in this starting lineup yeah. who also played at the last half-con, yeah. and yet they are still searching for their <laughs> first win. Uh, at this competition. So uh, I'm not surprised. I think Morocco needed to make that statement. They needed to win and win convincingly. And this was as easy as uh, y- you could ever get it. And for me, I think Morocco still remained one of the favorites to win this competition. Mm. Um, you know, so it was a, look at that. Very well worth go. And the build-up was sweet. Yeah. Sweet and smooth. Exactly. This is cohesion. This is, this is understanding. Look at that. The one-two passing, brilliant. And for me, I think... They showed exactly why they are one of the favorites.
0: Well, so, uh, Morocco looking good, uh, Senegal looking good, China has to look good, otherwise we'd have to say goodbye. Uh, we'll get into that conversation in a bit. Let's now get into uh, the second fixture of the day. Do remember that yesterday mm-hmm. we had uh, two fixtures? So this is it. DR Congo versus Zambia. There's been always a lot of talk about DR Congo and, uh, you know, how their league uh, gradually became strong. You know, some seven to 10 years ago, and how it fed into the national team. Um, Zambia were a success story in 2012. But what is the situation now, Well, This is the kind of result we saw yesterday. It was, and
3: I thought DR Congo um, had the converse of what Morocco had, in the sense that for the good football that Morocco played, the central theme, and for me, the most important thing was the players that we mentioned yesterday, the big characters, Roman Saiz, Bunahi El Nasiri, Ashraf and Hakim Ziyech as human responsibility. If you introduce that narrative or that theme into the DR Congo game, their central figures appear to rush it, right? So Cedric Bakambo got into some very good positions that I thought he should have scored because they took control of the game. When the game started, they were everything many of us thought Iran, Grant's Zambia were going to be. They had more cohesiveness to themselves, more intentional, and played essentially more structured football. The only problem for me was that in the final third, Cedric Bakambu and his colleagues further up the pitch appeared to rush it. And that's something I would want to see fixed in the second game. Very good football, but yes, sometimes the the intensity needs to be a bit measured and calmed. Otherwise, all of that will be for nothing. And we saw that yesterday.
2: Yeah, they they really should have won this game now. Like, it wasn't even supposed to be close. Uh, Zambia's goal was a very, yes, a great attempt, but... They got a bit lucky, because yeah. the defending was calamitous, in my, in my opinion. Um, this penalty decision, for example, was also the right call, thanks to VAR. VAR yeah. uh, Zambia probably would have had uh, that against them. But I think overall, yesterday, I really liked DR Congo's performance. And actually, he's very right. Some of the senior players, especially Cedric Pokambu, kind of let them down, because he got into some very good positions, where a bit more patience and a bit more assurance could have resulted in him scoring, but uh, he was just rushing the opportunities. And you can see at the final whistle, look at that. They all look very, very disappointed. And if you look at that DR Congo team, very good players. Players that you remember, Chancellor Mbamba is still playing there. Gail Kakuta, one time a teenage prodigy at Chelsea. He played in that number 10 position yesterday, and they the way. he was spreading the pass, And this is a player who started as a winger. Yeah. And that's what they say about players in the older age, always dropping. It's not the first one, is he? We've seen many, even like the Messi, um, we've seen many explosive players becoming, transforming, becoming different kind of players uh, in their older age. But I still fancy this DR Congo team. You mentioned something very significant about the period where their league was doing really well. And that period never really translated into Success, success at the national team level, mm. and they kept getting kicked out, including you know why getting kicked so. out by Ghana in 2017. Yeah.
3: yeah. Why that was so is exactly the situation with Tanzania. Exactly. But the that's players who give quality to the league were not Congolese nationals. So a lot of them from... So Yafrempon, Pon, D.A.J., Atubi Senko came from Ghana. But that's yet, true. Exactly. So many players from across the continent, but because their clubs at that time were... Financially strong, they could attract those players. The problem, though, is that international football does not allow you to spend money. You work with what you have, and that's why, like friends mentioned, they have four non-league players. Tanzania yesterday, including a certain kawao the goalkeeper. Yeah, and uh,
2: you know, Maswaku, like I said, is yeah. also in there. If you look at the Congo squad, very good players.
0: So, um, if they can get their finishing right, I think they will do well. This is the message from Fentu Tahiru Fentu here in the studio. And this is going to everyone listening or watching uh, on the internet and on our social media handles from DR Congo. Get your finishing right, and you probably may tell a different story at the ongoing Africa Cup of Nations. This is Afcon today, and we're live on Joy 99.7 FM, on Joy Prime, and on Joy News as well. Remember that Joy Prime is on 281 on DSTV while Joy News is on 4 to 1, also on DSTV. My name is Nathaniel Atto. I'm back by the rest of the Joy Sports team, and I'm here with Victor Achutamaklo and Fento Tahiru Fentu. Now, let's get down to the business we've all been looking forward to, especially from a Ghanaian perspective. Now, uh, there's been a lot of talk ahead of this game. We'll take a listen to coach Chris Hutton. And also Jordan Ayu, who's been very vocal in the past few days and uh, had the opportunity to uh, get a journalist back on track when the journalist suggested <laughs> to him that uh, you know, Ghana, suggested a hypothetical situation in which Ghana was eliminated. He said, and I like the look on his face. He was very composed. He looked like a principal of a college asking <laughs> a, a student a question. Well, let's go down to uh, the conversations with um, uh, Chris Hewton and uh, Jordan Ayu. Firstly, I, I don't know if, um,
2: the expression. I have an expression. Hopefully, this is a good omen that um, that the Black Stars in this uh, same position throughout the years have been able to come through victorious in the um, in the second game. Um, it is something that I am aware of, um, but I think the 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 biggest the biggest motivation for the players. Uh, is that um, we are here. We didn't get the result we needed in the first game. This is the motivation we need for the second game. We want...
1: Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count.